Hello guys, it's Amber Davis here on your 5 Minute Call podcast. Now, as you guys know, I'm back on tour playing Vivian Ward in Pretty Woman the Musical. It's very, very difficult for me to eat healthy on the job and that's why I have collaborated with Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. All you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash your 5 minute 50 and use code your 5 minute 50 to get 50% off. That's code your 5 minute 50 at factormeals.com slash your 5 minute 50 to get 50% off. Enjoy! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Amber Davis and this is your five minute call. This is the space where musical theatre takes centre stage. From unforgettable backstage stories with incredible special guests to insights from my life and my theatre journey. We're leaving it all on the mic every single week so let's jump in. This week on the podcast, we have a very, very dear friend of mine. We did our West End debuts together and she is literally the pop star of everything. It's the amazing Louise Redknapp. So I have someone very important on the couch today. A very good friend. And you've been like a sister to me. So thank you for coming on. you, always. You're a star. God, I wish I was. You are. (laughs) I wish I was. So Um, Lou and I actually did our... West End debuts together. We did, yeah. And that was it. We're locked in forever. <laughs> Stuck with each other. <laughs> and I wouldn't want it any other way. We had fun. It was good. Sometimes a bit too much. Yep. <laughs> too much fun. But it was a fun time. For me, it was the first sort of theatre job I'd ever done. It wasn't my world. It was a whole new learning experience for me. And it I'm glad we me did a while. that together. <laughs> we were each other's rocks throughout that contract. Yeah. Yeah, I was the devil on your shoulder you put in your book. Yes, my little <laughs> devil on my shoulder. <laughs> Take me out after till all hours. Dragging <laughs> you in at 7am. Oh, yes. Oh, how life's changed. Yes, how none life of that changed. anymore. I start every episode asking the guest, doesn't matter what job, just watch a pre-show ritual. Do you do something before every show or before stepping on stage? I think... For me, it's like always just having that moment. I um, I have little rituals just because no matter how many shows, even my last performance of nine to five, and we had done a lot, I was still nervous. Yeah. I still get that sort of butterflies in my stomach, and I think, how can I be nervous? 
I know this track like the back of my hand, mm. but um, for me it would always be I'd never ever get my clothes on before like the final call. Okay. You know I was always putting my tights oh, yeah. on when they were calling my name. <laughs> uh, she was still in her underwear to the, the stage, please. I'd be like, right, time for tights. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that just become a little thing. So like get ready as last minute yeah. as you possibly could. Yeah, I think, if, I think if you do that and you have a good show, in your mind it's like, oh, it's because you've done that. Yeah. So you carry on doing that. Yeah, it's like I have a pair of knickers that I wore for week one of Dancing on Ice, and I will only wear that pair now because I think they're my lucky knickers. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's stupid weird. little things. Little things like that. But you that. need to hang things on positivity and anything that's going to give you the extra step or the extra mindset that you've got this, yeah. you know, that you can get out and do this. Yeah. I think I think you've got to do whatever makes it like work for you. Exactly. So take me back. I've done some research, right? I've done some digging. <laughs> and you had a scholarship to Italia Conti at the age of 11. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know that at all. Yeah. So I went to normal school, um, very normal parents. I didn't even really know that stage schools existed. Mm -hmm. I just loved music, singing and dancing. And my music teacher at my little school in Eltham said to me and my mum, why do you not send, um, think about sending Louise to a stage school? And my mum was like, look, I could never afford yeah. to send my to send her anywhere you know it's hard enough to get the money together for her to get the bus to, to this school you know like I wasn't from a family that had those sort of things in life so my my headmistress and my dance teacher both together just said you know we're gonna put her forward for an ILEA scholarship she needs to prepare two songs she'll need to do a ballet class tap class read a poem, do, you know, and some acting stuff. I was 10. Well, I was 10 when I did the audition. Oh, wow. And all I remember, Amber, is getting up to Italia Conti in the Barbican. Never, bearing in mind, my only sort of dancing and singing experience was either school or in the church hall. Yeah. And uh, I had a tape, a backing track. Everyone had sheet music. They all had their sort of, remember the brand Head, where you put your shoes and... I had nothing like that. I didn't have any sheet music. I just had a tape with the backing track, the B-side, that was I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> <laughs> Which was what I sung. And you got it. Yeah, and I got the scholarship. I love that you say, you know, you didn't come from a wealthy family, but I think that's why like, you're one of the most humble people in this industry, considering how successful you are and the stuff that you've done in your career I've never met anyone in this industry as humble as you do you know what I think the longer you are in this industry and the more you've seen and the more you've done the bigger the fall mm. and I've lived a 30 years now doing what I do and there's been some incredible moments where I've got to play in front of 150,000 people in South Africa and support Sting for the first apartheid concert, Just which casual. blows your mind. Yeah. But I've also been a mum at home and done nothing and been desperate to work. Yeah. So when you've experienced a bit of everything, I think you learn to just really appreciate every opportunity that comes your way. And, you know, one minute you can have it and the next minute you might not. Yeah. So I think... I've just never would get too big for my boots because I've just seen too many Down amazing falls. people fall yeah. and it could so easily be you. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of competition out there. 
There is, but I do think there's enough success in the world for everyone. Absolutely. I think to work hard, self-belief, which isn't always easy to have. Yeah. Um, and be kind. Like you, yeah. Everybody loves you. Everyone you meet, they want to work with Aww. you again. Do you know, I would never walk into a room and not treat everybody the same, the same, whether it was the person that opened the door for me or the person that was the boss. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll only ever get the you. same Louise. Like, Heart on your sleeve. And that's just... But I think I'd be like that regardless in life. I yeah. think it's just... Upbringing. Yeah. Your mum, you know. Yeah, and just, you know, you just appreciate everyone, right? But I think you were really successful from such a young age. Like, I love that you've kept your feet on the ground, considering, so eternal 15 years old. Right? Yeah. Tell me that. That feels like a wild, wild life. Do you know, it was so wasn't. It was just really, you know, it's so weird because it's a bit like now the whole thing with Instagram and social mm. media. You, you know, the life that gets painted can be very different from... Reality. Reality. And the reality was we were all very lucky to be given the opportunity. We were lucky enough that something just worked. We had great songs. The girls were incredible singers. Yeah. Um, it just, great timing. It just was a band that everybody seemed to want. And, and it worked. Timing is everything. Yeah. But the reality was we worked extremely hard. It wasn't always easy. We were away for such long periods of time. Like Quite young as well. It, really young, it, extremely lonely. And yeah, it wasn't all parties and you know, there was, you, it's like any, anybody that works really hard, if you really delved into it, they, they give up no matter what their job, whether they're mm. running successful offices or you know, businesses, you give up a lot of your time mm. to, you know, you miss birthdays when you're young and you miss, parties and new year's eves because you're somewhere that looks amazing but actually there's a big part of you that just really wants, wants to, to be, be at there. home and yeah. be with your mates when you're like 19 years of yeah. age but then what you come away with with the experience and the life lessons and the opportunities that come from that and like now I look back at my eternal days and I'm just so proud I think yeah. well I was part of a girl band that was the biggest selling album in the UK for a long time, like 1.5 million record sales in a year. That is mental. Doesn't happen anymore. So um, I, I, I've always, all that hard work paid off paid because off. I have that now. No mm -hmm. one can ever take that away from me, so. I would love to know that feeling of, of performing in, a, in an arena. Like what, how did that feel? Yeah, I, do, you, do you know what? I always think bigger audiences are easier, easier really? than smaller audiences because the bigger the audience, it's just a mass of people and sound. Smaller audiences, you can see faces, you yeah. can see people you know. It's much more intimate. You you know, it's much less forgiving. If if you're in a big arena, right, you can only hear, it's just boomy and it's loud and you've normally got a lot of backup. But when it's just you on a but stage. But that like wave of energy, did you, would you be on a high for like days? It's the best feeling in the world. I, I mean, it's why we do what we do, right? Yeah. It's, it's the thing that makes me most happy. Yeah, you know, all those endorphins. We used to say like when we were doing nine to five or whenever I'm on stage, whether it be in a West End show or I'm, you know, performing as a singer, it's that small moment 
that I think about nothing else. Mm. And when you're an overthinker, you're always thinking about something yeah. normally not good, you know, yeah. negative. But being on stage is the the 10 minutes or the hour that actually nothing else comes into your mind other than pure love for what you do. Yeah. So I love that. You, and you know that. You I know. Have that. I know. And I like that we, as performers, we can change... We have the power to change someone else's like mood or we have the power to create emotion for somebody else. 100%. There's nothing more rewarding. I know when I go and watch an artist or I go and watch, watch a show, I have to feel something. Mm. Um, and the two emotions that normally sort of hit me is I feel just such joy at someone's talent and the music yeah. and what, or they move me so much that I feel actually quite emotional. Yeah. I never forget watching Dreamgirls for the first time and I was having a tear, you know, in the, in the interval on the sort of last song of the first half. I thought, wow, that doesn't happen very yeah. much when you go to the theatre. But you. it really, yeah, it's all about, we have to create something in in the people that are watching us. Mm. Whatever that emotion is, you know you've done a good job when yeah. they feel something. Then, yeah. To feel nothing, then we're not giving enough no. as a performer. Yeah. And then obviously, you had your boys. Yes. Love them to pieces. Yeah, they you, love you. They, yeah. <laughs> Lou was the coolest mum ever <laughs> when I would go around and have dinner. Yeah, oh, they loved it when Amber D was coming around. <laughs> Miss Amber D's round for dinner. They were like, yes. Two teenage boys. They were very popular they, with their friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then Strictly was like your return. Yeah. What made you want to do Strictly? Do you know what? I don't know. It was so weird. I think I just got to the stage where I needed to do something. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what. And I didn't think there'd ever be the opportunity for me to make music again. Mm. Um, I didn't believe that anyone would want music. And I think Strictly was just... I think more than anything, it was just something for me to to get my teeth into a little bit and have a purpose yeah. other than the boys. I know that sounds crazy. It was so nice just to have somewhere to be. Yeah, like a schedule. Yeah, which was all I'd been used to for such a big part of my life mm. to actually go, oh, I've got to be somewhere at 10 o'clock and I've got to switch it on and I've got to deliver. And, yeah. you know, they were all kind of like relearning a skill all over again. Um, and it was good for me for that. It was because it reminded it, it reminded me how much I thrive on the job I do. It gives me my confidence. Yeah. Without that, I'm not so confident. I always think what's meant for you won't pass you by. I think that was absolutely meant to happen for you because it like ignited something yeah. to be like, I'm gonna go full steam ahead with this now. And, and weirdly, I know it was dancing, but it just made me wanna sing again. Yeah. Because every week it was incredible songs, incredible music. I was dancing to an incredible band. So even though I was dancing, it made me desperate to, to sing again and yeah. to make music. So it kind of ignited that, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I really want to. I'm doing it. Yeah, I've got to find a way. Yeah. When there's a will, there's a way. And if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be you. <laughs> I'm most probably feistier than what people know. Oh, you are. You're amazing. I'm more ambitious than what people yeah. I think because I'm quite quiet in... in <laughs> quiet. Quiet. But you know, like, I'm not somebody that will push myself to the front. Yeah. I sort of just sit back a little bit. But And you know exactly what you're doing. 
it's like what happened with the whole agent thing with me when I couldn't find PR. I knew who to call. Yeah. If anybody knows this industry, it's you. Do you know, I've just been here a long time and uh, over the years you make mistakes. So yeah. you, you learn and you share that knowledge with other people. But I just remember as well, like when we did nine to five, I remember a couple of stories coming out about me and you were just like, you didn't make me feel bad about myself. You no. were just like, these things happen. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to let them go. Straight over the head. Yeah, and I think I always remembered saying to you, to you they're a really big deal. Yeah. But to other people they're a small bit of entertainment for 20 minutes of their day or mm. five minutes while they're reading the story and then they've forgotten it. So mm. don't, I mean, it's easier said than done <laughs> and I don't always <laughs> practice what I preach at all, but I was like just, you've kind of got to let it go yeah. and just you know your truth. And yeah, and your family and your and friends. your family yeah. and you know, it's just go, just ride with it. Yeah. Now it's time for a quick interval. Go and powder your noses and we'll see you in two. Can't get enough of Bachelor Nation. Enter Betch's hilarious Bachelor recap podcast, The Bachelor. Each week, hosts Kay Brown and me, Jared Freed, recap the latest episodes of The Bachelor and make fun of all the ridiculous things the contestants say and do. Because honestly, why else watch the show if not for the fun commentary? Listeners have called The Bachelor the much-needed humor and commiseration they want after watching the show. Listen to The Bachelor podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what moment did you think, I want to do a musical? I want to be in a musical. Do you know, I'd always loved musical theatre. I went to stage school. So when you go to, to stage school, you don't think I'm going to be a pop star. Yeah. You kind of go into stage school with the view of, I want to be in Cats. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I want to be a nanny. <laughs> I, quite, I just visioned you with a cat leotard on and I'm dying. Oh yeah, I loved a pair of leg warmers. I mean, I was all over it. Seriously, tap shoes. Everything. I had it all, yeah. I was living my best life at stage school. And you did cabaret first with Did Will cabaret Young. first. Um, and do you know, cabaret was good for me because Bill, he put me through my paces. I think he had had situations before where sort of using a sort of name might not always work. work. And I think he was like, right, if I'm going to get her to do this, I need to know sh she can. Mm. And um, yeah, it wasn't just handed to me. I mean, I think I went in and sung three or four times for him. And then I had to, it was Rufus Norris from down at National Theatre. So I had to go and act with him. And you know, they really put me through it. I like that though. That's good. That's a good knowledge for people. Like I think I was talking on the other episode with, with Lucy Jones and I said, it isn't handed to us. I think people think that, and I definitely experienced that within my first West End experience. I felt like some people within certain casts felt I didn't have the right to be there. Which is untrue. Um, but actually, yeah, had worked really hard, but just those opportunities hadn't been something that had A, been pursued. And yeah. it wasn't that I hadn't worked hard and didn't deserve those opportunities. And like I said, on Cabaret, I really had to earn that role. And well, Sally's a hard try. Really hard. And I think they knew that, and I knew that I didn't want to do it if they felt I couldn't. Yeah. I had to trust in yeah. their judgment that I could get out and pull this off. And um, yeah, did. And it, I did. And it was, it was amazing and a real and that, learning curve. And that was the in, foot in the door. Yeah, it was just opened up some doors and then actually Richard from ATG Dogs. come down and watch Cabaret. Okay. And, 
actually said to me, I've got something I think you might be interested in. At the moment, it's just an idea. So we don't have funding, we don't have anything in place, but would you be interested? And um, we were like, yeah, that would be amazing. So kind of I was attached to 9 to 5 from day one. Day one. I like that. I feel like when I look back, I just love that we both did our debuts together. That is so special. No. That's literally so special. I always remember like reading about you in the press, knowing who you were, thinking, oh my God, is she going to like me? I'm a Love Island <laughs> girl, you know? And you were just so kind to me. Do you know, for me, going into 9 to 5, nine to five was huge. It was, uh, you know, it really took me a while to, to get it. I mm. was by no means good. It was a, a really strange time in my life. There was a huge script and a huge track to learn. And though playing Sally Bowles in Cabaret was a big part. There wasn't that much to do. And you were originating. There was a lot more going on. I wasn't the driver of the show, weirdly. It was more MC and I had some big songs, but there was limited, you know, scripted dialogue that was in and out. I had a time off stage where in nine to five, I was never really off the stage. Um, And it took me, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, it took me a while to get it under my belt and you know, I really was put through my paces and there were days I thought, I just can't do this. I don't think I'm, but you know, I had a great team around me. Yeah. I had people that were there constantly going, you've got this, you've got this. I think also, you know, I was going through a lot of the time. It, it kind of doesn't, it doesn't always lend itself to being able to learn a massive script and put yourself out there. But I, I have to say nine to five is most probably one of the biggest things for me I've achieved because I remember starting that show not really being as good as I should have been and finishing it. As the best version of yourself. Knowing that I smashed it. You did. But it took me a while to get there. And I learned a huge amount and people were very patient and for that I'm really grateful. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to know like opening night, the work starts there. Yeah. Evolve throughout a contract. Yeah. And especially you had so much going on. I do think the whole contract was a blessing in disguise because number one it was a huge distraction for yeah. you and two you had all this time to build on Violet yeah I made her my own and yeah, I wanted her to be a bit sassy and sexy as well and not sort of cheesy I wanted her to still have an <laughs> element of cool and yeah in charge and it yeah it took me a, a little bit of time to find her but I always remember like when the director he come down and saw it a few months in and was I was really proud when he was like he smashed, he it. smashed it and I worked hard to, to get there yeah. it, it wasn't you know you guys were all so smooth and you all knew your lines and you were all so together and I was like oh my god this is so difficult you know it's such <laughs> a new world for me I'm normally just singing a few songs <laughs> it's like wow like you were carrying uh, the whole show with this, uh, this script it was a lot but and it was so funny right because I remember I, I like we got close really quickly yeah. and it was like I could read Lou's face <laughs> so we'd be in the middle of a scene and I could just see your eyes were kind of telling me I don't know what's, what's my next, next line. <laughs> there was always one scene in nine to five that for the li- life of me, I mucked it up so many times, the lift scene. And you know what? I've now coming out of it and doing other shows. I realized why, and I've learned to not do this. It was the only time on the show, I realized as an actress, I respond to someone acting towards me. Yeah, like so a reaction. 
when me and you were acting together, it would be a very natural dialogue because I'd be responding to your yeah. line, which would prompt mine line. But that elevator lift, we just looked out front. Oh, yeah. So I had, I felt like I had nothing to respond to. And then I'd get sidelined by looking at someone in the audience <laughs> and thinking something <laughs> random and thinking, oh no. I mean, how many times did I used to drop a line in that lift scene? It was just that scene would throw me. I just think uh, sometimes I, I think, don't miss oh, that. She's scene. not going to say a line today, so I'll just go for it. <laughs> you were, but we you did have each other's back. Yeah, know? and you have to, I think, yeah. in theatre. You know, it's the audience don't know, and I know it's not ideal, but I would never be on stage and get into the stage with nine to five that I got got to where it was so in my bones yeah. towards the end and touring with all different people yeah I knew the show well enough that I could pick up for somebody yeah you know, I could move the show in in the direction it needed to go to yeah. if we had an understudy on or somebody that hadn't done it before and I think it's important to give other people on stage with you the confidence yeah because when someone gives you the confidence you become better it's when you lose your confidence, it gets harder and harder. Yeah. So I well, think they say you're only as good as the person standing next to you. I would always back up whoever yeah. it was with. I'd Safety always net. be there. Yeah, because I know I'm going to get the best from them. Exactly. And I, I'm like that on stage, actually, when I'm singing. I always find it really important to have a really supportive band. And the girls, the BV girls that I sing with, I mean, who are all beyond talented, but they can just tell if I look at them, if I'm struggling with my sound yeah. or I need them to pick up something, it's just no question. Yeah. And vice versa, if one of them drop a line or a note. Yeah. Now, I'd love to know, because obviously you're like ridiculously successful and you've had an absolute crazy life. What has been a highlight? Um, oh God, I think, do you know, I think actually coming back with music for me this new album yeah i think having the opportunity to make heavy love which you were there while no i was, was recording that album if somebody had said to me 10 years ago oh you'll come back and and make a, a new album i don't think i would have believed them so it might be in a different way and it might be in a different space but just getting the opportunity and running with it and doing it again you know i think i think that's been a, a big highlight for me Good. and it's like sitting down being creative getting you are so creative and I just love that we're getting an evolved and different version of you with your music. Yeah, and I think my next step is actually I really would like to produce theatre and be involved in the West End, but on a different level. I think with our company and um, buying up some different books and movie rights. And I think my next step is definitely to produce and, and do new things. Um, I would Flipping love that. I'm quite passionate that theatre's opened up to everybody. Yeah. I think at the moment it's still quite a tough thing for everybody to go and see. I think if you ha don't have the money, I think theatre shows aren't always put on for maybe a younger audience unless yeah. you're sort of into theatre and you yeah. go to stage school. I don't, like my kids would never want to go to the theatre. No. So I feel that there needs to be more shows and more things open that my 15 year old will go actually I'd really like to go and see that I love that film yeah. or like at the moment I feel that everything is kind of very one laned it's for a very specific type of human being yeah. and somebody that wants to go to stage school kids love singing and dancing well actually I think theatre should be opened up to just a great night out and I yeah. think it should be more affordable definitely I, I more think affordable. it should 
there should be different types of theatre. And I do feel like that's happening a little bit more. And there's been a lot, you know, like different shows that have come out. And I think they've proved to be massively successful. Mm. So it shows that there is a hunger and a want for there it. Is. I think we just need more of it. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I, I need you to follow through with this idea. I need yes. you to, yes, please. I will do. And then employ me. <laughs> please. How could I not? You'd be my boss. I know how hard you work, so believe you me, I would employ you. I've never known anyone so hard working. Like, you're right, when someone comes out of something like Love Island and you think, oh, I wonder, you know, how they're going to be. And I've, I mean, your work ethic is beyond. You deserve every bit of success you get. You really do. And oh, cry. that's on top of your talent. So you can Thank be talented. You. There's a lot of talented human beings out there, but they don't have the work ethic. Aww. But you do. So you deserve you. everything. Love you. I have a question from the public here. Yeah. What's your advice for anyone who wants to follow their dreams in either music or theatre? Because we know it's hard. It's so hard. And if it, yeah, I mean, I'm still looking for that advice half the time <laughs> myself. Um, I do think it is just perseverance. It's just not giving up. And I know that sounds a bit cliche, but we see people all the time, people that have been in this industry for years and years, and then out of the blue, they get their break. Mm. Something turns around, something happens. Mm. Um, I think it's carrying on believing, don't lose the love for it, no matter how hard and how despondent you might feel. And it can happen at any moment. You it just can. need a little bit of luck on your side. Yeah. But I do think just keep that fire. Go and see as many shows as you can, like, to keep that motivation. Keep on going. Don't give up. Keep on learning as well. Like, go to class. Do your research. Like, you can never stop learning, I don't think. And there's going to, especially if it's in theatre, there's always going to be a role that's right for you somewhere. I, I think what's really hard is to not take things personally when you don't get something. That's easier said than done, though. It's really it? tough, but you've got to remember that everybody has their own vision yeah. of how they see that role. Yeah. And that kind of one person or, you know, who's the casting agent or the one in charge, they just might see it different from you. Yeah. For whatever reason, it could be the smallest thing as could to why you color. didn't get it. It could be anything. And I think it's like anything in our careers, when you're in the public eye, it's just learning to not take things personally, mm. which is easier said than done. On a good day, it's all yeah. right. On a bad day, it's not so easy. Do you think you can do anything if you put your mind to it? And it's just, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So just yeah. keep getting back and up. And it's hard. Not everybody has the resources and the opportunities or the families that, you know, I was lucky. I had a mum that did everything she could to get me to a stage school. A dad that would drive me to my first you know, pantomime to get my equity card in Millfield every night Aww. for like nine weeks. You know, I was lucky to have people that really supported what I wanted yeah. to do. Not everybody has that. Mm. But what they do have now, which wasn't around when I was sort of started out, was that social media element, you know, the YouTube's that way. You can just keep on getting yourself out there. Yeah. Do you know what? Just be fearless. And be your own number one fan. Yeah, be fearless. It's all right to, to like yourself. Yeah. You know, it's I okay too. I think that's a really nice way to end this. It's okay to like yourself yeah. in this in this world in this day and age be your own number one you know, if you don't like you no one else is going gonna, to exactly. <laughs> so you know you might as well start in a really strong point exactly but thank you so much for coming right, on i've you. loved this yeah.